What's up, Gumbo listeners? Demetrius here, dropping episode number 109 for you today. And I have Chris Marshall, president of Verified Backups LLC on. And after nearly 28 years of creating data warehouses, custom reports, and user automation, Chris started Verified Backups LLC to bring peace of mind to CEOs and company owners. He has developed a patent-pending technology to test each and every database backup to ensure it's usable and current. So, Gumbo listeners, Chris discusses the criticality of testing your database recovery, making sure your data is encrypted, and also the importance of knowing your data is automatically restored and verified on a daily basis. So, let's get right into the episode. Chris, welcome to Data Protection Gumbo. How are you today? I'm doing well, Demetrius. Thank you. And how are you? I am fantastic. It is amazing to have you on, and I am really excited to uh, have Verified Backups represented. And just, you know, starting off for the Gumbo listeners, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why you started Verified Backups and the whole concept behind the company? I started to see people where they thought they had a good backup and then for some reason the backup didn't work. Or forces outside their control overwhelmed their ability to quickly recover. So one of my programming clients uh, was hit by lightning. Not the client, but their computers. (laughs) So that's an important distinction. Uh, So all the planning in the world, the server that they did all their stock trading on was uh, smoking and that's not really a good condition and at that same moment their regular IT support resource was hopping on a plane to Costa Rica and so whereas otherwise he might have just come by the office they didn't have that when I was developing their stock trading application I set up sort of an early uh, precursor to what verified backups does So it was a daily backup that was encrypted and transmitted to my FTP server. Uh, At the time that they went through this disaster, I simply pulled the latest copy off the server and restored them remotely. Uh, Took a few hours and they were able to continue serving their clients. Uh, In the meantime, I've seen other clients have issues more recently with uh, crypto viruses in which everything on their network is just shredded. Uh, Even the little USB uh, external hard drives that some people use for backups, those were gone as well. And what we discovered when I was called in to help this company recover is that their SQL backup process had quit working nine months before. And they were getting backup messages, but in fact, their system was backing up old data. And there was no way they could know that. So then they're in the situation of getting payroll caught up for nine months for 350 employees daily payroll. And that's a huge amount of manual labor. And these were management type people that were brought in to do the data entry because the day-to-day payroll staff had to continue processing payroll. Uh, 
And I began to see an opportunity for a better way to do database backups and formed the company. And uh, that's sort of how we got to this point. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's primarily protecting databases, right? So SQL, obviously, and any other databases like Oracle uh, in the future or open source, maybe. So phase one is SQL Server. And, you know, you could start and stop there and have a huge potential market. I guess the, the first thing that I think about is, you know, if, if you're, I guess, depending on what type of software you are running today to protect your, your backup uh, system. And I guess it matters if it's a small, medium or large enterprise. What, what, are, you, what are you typically selling into? Is that, is that a small, small and medium business you know, number of employees, or what are you looking for when you look for, you know, someone to, to, to kind of pitch, you know, your solution to? Sure. So we are looking in the small to medium business size at this point, two employees up to, let's say, a thousand employees. And, and really, employees isn't the, the, the metric. It's really how much data do they have. Uh, we do have solutions for larger firms. But as far as doing a really great database backup to the cloud and verifying every copy, we're in small to medium business at this point. And one other thing, it's really a product that is designed for managed service providers. So you're an MSP, you're doing backups. What if there was a way to increase your monthly revenue for you to have more peace of mind that your client backups are working? And for your client to have more peace of mind. And, and that's a great partnership. Uh, I have a lot of MSPs very interested in this idea. Hmm. Okay. So what, what would you say to an, an, an individual that said, well, you know, our databases are protected. You know, our SQL database is protected. We're using software XYZ. Is, is there, you know, what's the difference between, you know, what you provide and what they're currently using? Sure. So it's important to say that there's lots of great companies doing backups. I'm not running around saying nobody's getting it right. So, so many companies, our process is different. Our process starts with a backup on your SQL server. Remember, that's our initial market. We encrypt that using government level encryption and transfer it through a secure portal to our server. On our server, we decrypt your database, restore it so that we know that that database can be restored. Many companies find out that there was some issue with the setup and they can't restore the database. Okay, so every database every day is restored. The second thing is we look at data within that database to see if it's current. So if we're backing up your payroll, so today is, let's say Tuesday, I should see payroll data through yesterday. If so, then I know that your backup not only restores, but it's a current copy of your critical data. And I have not found that combination with anyone else. So this is an extra level of protection and assurance that you most likely are not getting okay. elsewhere. So what, what are some of the, the challenges that, that you see or have seen with organizations trying to recover their, their SQL databases? So one of the big ones in the news right now is ransomware and spyware. 
when you have a company like Colonial Pipeline paying $5 million, what that tells you is there was some flaw in their backup strategy. Because with a good backup strategy, you go purchase a new server or you provision one in the cloud, restore your database, and you know maybe you're down for a day and you keep going. Okay. When you see a meatpacking company paying $11 million again, that indicates that there was a flaw in the backup process. So um, that's one of the big ones. And it's something that can hit anybody at any size. I think ransomware has doubled in the last year. And the ransom amounts have doubled. And... Uh, you know, what's interesting is, you know, Colonial Pipeline with a $5 million payoff, you know, we have a monthly recurring fee for our service. And I think they could have paid for our service for 200,000 years for what they paid to get out of the ransom. So um, that's one of the big things. Hardware failure is a thing. Um, people setting up a process and not knowing how to audit it. And, and just the fact that Every day, your backup is checked. Every day, it's inspected. Every day, the data is verified as current. And, you know, with all the complexities of a database backup, uh, we didn't find anybody in the market mm, doing okay. that. So what, what came to mind was compliance and regulations. Uh, are you seeing specific uh, regulatory compliance, I guess maybe from a vertical perspective, you know, depending on whose database it is, whether it's financial services or it's, you know, healthcare, um, in the healthcare industry, et cetera. What, what are you seeing there? I don't have as much insight into that at this point of the game. Um, I know that there are regulations in a lot of fields that require your data to be protected. And people want to have the highest level of assurance that okay. they can have. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, in the future that will probably play a big role in, you know, depending on the type of company that you're working with, whether it's a it's a bank, a small bank or a, a hospital, that type of company, they're going to actually, you know, really, really be concerned about, you know, hey, verify backups. Is this a, uh, a patented product or, you know, what are my assurances to to use you? And to know that, hey, you know, these, these are the assurances that we have. What, what, do you, what, what do you say to that? Thank you for asking, Demetrius. Um, as I was putting together verified backups and taking care of all the startup things, I worked with a number of technical experts uh, to really be the best of breed. And one of my experts said, you ought to look into patenting this process because it seems unique enough. Um, I hired an attorney one of the largest law firms in America, and he looked at 120 million patents over a multitude of different countries. Nobody has ever patented this idea. Not, yeah, not Microsoft, not Carbonite, not you know, iBackup, uh, nobody. And so I filed for a preliminary patent at the end of December. So this is actually patent-pended technology um, I've just not found anybody else who's doing this daily double verification of everyone's mm. backup. You know, that that's kind of brilliant because, you know, I've been in the backup industry for, for 20 plus years and I, I haven't seen anyone actually patent 
a process like verifying, you know, the the data, you know, just from that perspective. And it, it reminds me of a company. It's almost like patenting water. Right. right. Something that you don't really think about. But there is a company out there that has a patent on the way that they filter and also add extra oxygen, I think, into their water. It's called Penta. Have you ever heard of that company? It sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah, I just had to kind of bring that correlation in there. But I think it's brilliant that that you did that. And so is the patent more just around the way you verify the data and like you do it and you verify it and you check it in, in, in such a unique way? Is, is that more of what the patent is about or is it more just about process? It's, it's really about the whole thing. So we start with your database on your server and we end up with that database being restored on my server and then encrypted so that everything's encrypted at rest and then you get a daily or weekly email. Here's your database. Here's the table we looked at. Here's the field we looked at. And here's the date that the data in that was last changed. And that was two days ago. And we're comparing that to the date of the restore. And so now we know that that data is current and you can rely on it. Okay. So is, is there like a size constraint right now? Like I know some databases are re- re- um, large out there, like multi-terabyte size databases sure so you know my sort of target market is maybe up to a 200 gigabyte database if something's very large i've actually created a partnership with a global backup company called datto to back up those larger items you know they're 15 years old 1600 employees all over the world and when i have a bigger entity I'm working with them. So uh, I can handle the bigger things, but as far as the database verification, you know, 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 gigs um, is really a sweet spot. Hmm. Okay. And are you also familiar with some of the like latest and greatest databases out there, like the open open source databases? I think what MongoDB and... Sure. There's quite a few out there. There are a few, and it really makes sense to have modules or departments, if you will, for each of those. You know, as I mentioned, SQL is a great place to start, SQL Server. Uh, Oracle, you know, between those two, you have an awful lot of the market, but obviously uh, DB2, Postgres, and Mongo are sort of the other big players in that space. And the concept is the same, because the concept is really database agnostic. It is back up your database, send it somewhere else, and have an automated process, inspect it, and then report back to you. So it's just, it's a, it's a feedback loop that you don't typically get. And so to add Oracle to that is simply to um, work with an, a scripted Oracle backup and transfer it to the server and go through the same steps. Okay. And you, you mentioned encryption earlier on. So what, what type of encryption is that? Is, is that AES-256 and, you know, is it both? in transit and at rest, or is it, you know, what, what's the process just from an encryption perspective, just to give the Gumbo listeners a little more content around that? No, that's a great question. Um, everything is AES-256 encryption, and then um, we're transferring to our Amazon server uh, using SSH and SFTP. So we're taking an encrypted file and putting it through an encrypted portal 
and then any storage on our server is encrypted at rest. The only time that we decrypt it is for the 20 seconds that it takes to verify and check the data. And then we keep a retention of files on our server all encrypted. So I can pull the last several days, but I can go back a week, two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks and pull copies of your data. Uh, sometimes these ransomware attacks especially happen over a period of time and you want to make sure that you're getting a clean restore. And so, yeah, r ransomware is huge. And you, you mentioned the Colonial Pipeline, and I think that meatpacking company was JBS, if I'm not mistaken. And we, we're continually hearing, you know, more and more about, you know, different ransomware attacks. Is, is there any, any, have you had to participate in, I guess, one of your clients, or maybe you've heard a story of, of a database actually being, being uh, taken down or encrypted or, you know, affected you know, um, as a result of ransomware? These were technically cryptovirus. In other words, every file was encrypted or shredded. There was not a ransom demand, but I've done several restores like that. I haven't done any where they were asking for payment, but I'm sure that's coming. Now, if, if a, let's say, that, you know, you, there's a larger enterprise, they, they've gotten word uh, of what you're doing and you know, the CIO reaches out and wants to know, I guess, more information about, you know, your approach, your process, you know, how would you go about convincing the CIO that, you know, hey, this is, this is a, a service that, that you absolutely must have in addition to what you currently have today? That's a great question. So this is a sleep at night service. Um, I would simply ask the CIO when he last did a full restore of all of his backed up data to verify that that process works and that his data is backed up correctly. And most people don't like to answer that question because it's been too long. Um, as I speak with technical resources who provide managed services for companies, Many of the clients never do a restore, and that's by their choice. So to add to his backup process the ability to restore it on Tuesday, and restore it on Wednesday, and restore it on Thursday, and restore it on Friday, and then send him an analysis of all of those processes is a real peace of mind factor. So, so you are providing a report or an email that shows, hey, you know, today's Monday, you know, here's how long, you know, your backup was recovered or restored. Here's how long it took. And you do that on an ongoing basis so you can sleep at night. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Okay. Awesome. Now you mentioned earlier that, that you were a database administrator, right? Yes. Okay. So how has being a database administrator 20 years ago versus being a DBA today, has, has that changed? You know, what's the difference? Are there any differences or are they pretty similar? Well, there's a few things. So the tools are better. There's a lot more automation. Um, there are, you know, Microsoft and other companies produce aids to help you set up your database and so forth. Um, you've still got to back it up. And then, of course, the other big trend is uh, databases and data storage moving to the cloud. And 
you know, I love cloud databases and cloud setup. The question is, is Microsoft automatically backing your stuff up the way you would want to? Or do you need more assurance than that? And those are great questions. So there's so many more tools right now. Um, when you walk into a company and all of their people are uh, sitting idle, you know, at that point, it doesn't really matter how many changes have come in the last 20 years. People want to get back to work. So what's changed is, I guess, more functionality. Databases are, are able to do more, um, I guess, as the software has progressed. And we're in this, this digital transformation. I, I hate to say that. <laughs> and what is it? The, is it the fourth industrial revolution um, that's been used? I've lost count. Um, it's just an incredible time. And companies have so much more data. You know, I work with a local charity that collects 200 data points on the families they serve. They can do that because they have a good database structure and they can run analyses and, and provide better services. That was something that wasn't as prevalent mm, okay. 10 years ago. And what, what's the future of Verify Backups like? Is that maybe implementing some type of AI ML functionality where you can, where you can sleep at night? Chris, instead of, you know, I don't know how you're doing it today if you're manually doing this or if you have, you know, you know, someone helping you do this. But are you looking into artificial intelligence or machine learning, you know, in the future to kind of automate some of this? Absolutely. And automating the customer acquisition process, because every customer's data structures are different. Every customer's database server layout is different. And so definitely using some AI for that. And then for enhanced reporting and dashboards, uh, both for the clients and for myself. So the, the process today is fully automated. My clients who use this um, get a report, their data is transmitted. I don't have to think about it. I get an email saying that everything worked and I'm happy and they're happy. All right. And I guess a, a couple more questions here. Uh, j just from a, a database perspective, let's let let's speak to a a DBA of today. What what advice w would you give that individual? Job market is hot right now, and you know even there's still some people that may be out of a job. Let's say it's a DBA. What what advice would you give that DBA as far as maybe up leveling their skills or? You know, just anything you want to provide to to maybe help a gumbo listener out who's looking to change jobs or is either looking for a new job. Absolutely. I had this conversation with someone yesterday who's in that spot. I think you need to do a bunch of things all at once. Uh, if you're going to the gym, you're going to do arms and legs and back and everything. So what if you take a multifaceted approach and you look on the the obvious job boards, you know, the Indeed's, you look on Monster. But then what if you go network in the um, Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group, where you have 20,000 plus people who would love to offer advice, people who have gotten to any point in their career love helping others. You know, what if you then called the tech recruiters in your town? Because they're not going to have the same opportunities, or they will have opportunities that aren't on the public websites. Um, 
there are so many places you can go up-level your skills and courses you can take. If something fascinates you, that's probably a sign that you should dig into it some more. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for time from other people. Don't be afraid to ask people to look at your resume. And don't be afraid to ask for introductions. So that this sort of old-fashioned networking um, still really applies even in this high-tech age. Okay, and I, I appreciate the plug for the backup and recovery professionals there, Chris. <laughs> but that's a tremendous resource, and, and why would you um, not make that part of your search process? I, I, I agree. I agree. And, and as you were speaking on, on that last, what popped in my mind that I forgot to ask you was uh, Microsoft SQL today. Is, is there a specific feature or functionality that, that you would recommend or sway people away from? Like, I don't know the ins and outs of, of SQL any, anything in particular you want to point out that Gumbo listeners may need to, to be aware of or that they should have turned on or turned off, just from your experience? Well, one of the things I can say, and this is really old school, start with a very clear idea of your data and a very structured kind of sensible approach to your data. You know, you can avoid a lot of pain and hassle if you simply know what you want down the road and you structure your data properly. Um, from the side of the company, don't be afraid to get help. You know, don't be afraid to find somebody with skills. This is the gig economy. You can have somebody come in and help you with your server setup for 10 hours or 50 hours or whatever. You're not keeping them on payroll. You're not providing them benefits, but you're getting yourself off to a great foundation. Or a programmer who can set up automated processes or stored procedures or the like you know, many of us don't change our own oil, but we get to something complicated like SQL and we think we have to buy a book and figure it out. And there's so much good help out there. So that's, um, I don't know if those are features of SQL per se. Um, SQL's got a lot of really solid features. Use redundancy for Pete's sake, make good backups. Um, but if you, if you start well, if you put a good foundation under your house, your house is going to stand for a long time. Makes sense to me. And I appreciate it, Chris. And also, do you mind providing, I guess, ways that Gumbo listeners could possibly connect with you or reach out to you on social media? Sure. So um, a great way is our website, verifiedbackups.com. There's no hyphen or anything, just verifiedbackups.com. And also Verified Backups on LinkedIn. So those are two great ways that people can reach out. Awesome. And, and there's also a, a special offer that, that you would like to share with the Gumbo listeners. Do you want to provide that information for them right now? Absolutely. So Verified Backups is Disaster Recovery as a Service. It is a monthly subscription. And the offer is that if anybody comes in, and I'll give you the special landing page for this in a minute, um, Anybody comes in from this podcast, you will receive 20% off of your subscription for however long you're a subscriber, which we think will be for years. So that's quite a savings. Uh, to access the 20% off, um, you would go to verifiedbackups.com forward slash gumbo. All right. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it from from Chris Marshall of Verified Backups. And I, I just want to say that not often you you hear someone so focused and you know well versed on covering data because that's obviously the most important thing. Is are you able to recover your data? Are you sure that you can recover your data? And what's awesome is that you have a report and you know for a fact that your data is recoverable and it's done for you automatically and it's proven just just with the the information that's provided so chris thank you so much for appearing on data protection gumbo and uh, until next time thank you so much demetrius this has been great thank you for listening to data protection gumbo please follow us on twitter at dpg podcast and join our backup and recovery professionals linkedin group just search backup and recovery professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.